are with Cape Talk. Views and news with Clarence Ford. It was unsolicited. Amy just said, I hate this ad. And I was like, but I love it, Amy. Uh, and we are talking about that pineapple ad. I, I do think they're pushing the envelope on, on, on sound. Uh, and in the process, I think um, they're giving us a sense of to what extent um, we can use sound uh, to drive uh, imagery. Um, so I like it, and our business is sound, ultimately. But let's go to Andy Duplessis, Food Forward South Africa MD. He's on the line. Uh, welcome, Andy. Great to chat with you. Our first such chat of 2024. Welcome. Hi, Clarence. Thank you very much for having us once again. It's an opportunity for us to celebrate the organization that you represent as Managing Director um, and to thank you for that extraordinary superhuman effort to bring food to the table of so many South Africans that don't have food. So let me start there. Thank you. How is it even possible for you to enable that quantum of intervention, 985,000 beneficiaries? Yeah, thank you, Clarence. We really appreciate that uh, that support and acknowledgement. So, obviously, um, South Africans are are going through a very difficult time right now, um, and I think COVID and the pandemic and the effects of the pandemic highlighted that quite a bit. But even prior to twenty twenty, um, we we had a food security crisis in South Africa, not at the country level. We've got more than enough food to feed all our people, but certainly at a household level, huge amounts of food insecurity. It's that um, level of, of food insecurity that really catapulted Food for SA to set up a national infrastructure and to make sure that we are able to address the problem of not only food insecurity, but malnutrition in children and uh, the, the starvation of children that is still happening in our country in spite of the fact that we have more than enough food. So um, yes, we work through uh, a network of uh, two and a half thousand uh, registered beneficiary organizations, and they collectively reach nearly one million people on a daily basis through their various programs. Uh, we support thousands of programs through those organizations that involve early childhood development programs, youth centers. Um, programs for unemployed people, providing them with skills. Uh, those are the kind of programs that we are supporting using food to make sure that we do that. And we can, we'll talk in a bit probably about what food and where we get that food from. Yeah. You were established in 2009 to address widespread hunger in South Africa. We get the statistics and statistics are, are, are telling. You are on the ground. Um, how have the needs uh, changed over over the years yeah i think that's an that's an important one when you look at uh, the trajectory of our organization since 2009 it has directly coincided with the increased need uh, in our population our population has grown uh, quite rapidly over the last 15 years our organization is 15 years old this year um, and at the same time our, our economy has, has slumped several times uh, over the 15 years and unemployment has increased um, youth unemployment scary scary factor right now and we're working um, uh, to with organizations and partners to address that so food insecurity has deepened in 2018 Oxfam produced a food insecurity report for South Africa and in the report they highlighted that uh, at that time in 2018 14 million people were food insecure but 14 a further 14 million were at risk of food insecurity in other words if the economy didn't change if jobs weren't provided if unemployment continued to, to grow rampantly, 
then that 14 million that were also at risk would would fall in that food insecurity bracket. And what COVID did was COVID just aligned that whole group of people. And today, we, we our, our view is that roughly 30 million people are food insecure across South Africa. I think the situation is so dire. We received an, an, an email, a pleading email in the Eastern Cape, where, where, where last year, uh, children were dying of starvation, and they are saying people in, in villages um, uh, are, are, are surviving on social grants. They 20, 30 people in a household um, with one or two social grants. The money is not enough, and they've got nothing else to survive. So we, we had to ramp up for that particular reason, making sure that our rural reach was increased. And, and today, nearly 20% of our outreach uh, is into rural, vulnerable rural communities across South Africa. So our situation has worsened. COVID has made it worse. Our, our, our electricity crisis has made that even further exacerbated that situation. And today we are really in a cost of living crisis that is biting not just vulnerable poor people, but the middle class is being squeezed uh, badly as well. Yeah, absolutely. So you're saying you're extending services into increasingly into middle class communities as well? What we are finding is that people in middle class communities are appealing to us for, for, for food um, because where they previously had, to, there were two jobs uh, sustaining a household. One has lost the job, but they've still got a bond. They've still got car payments. They've still got debt that um, is increasing. Um, and so we are finding that more and more people that have uh, better incomes are also appealing uh, to, to, to us for assistance through our network of beneficiary organizations. It's, it's actually scary and heartbreaking to see the impact of, of this lack of food um, and how people are just not meeting uh, their, 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 their needs for themselves and their families. Um, uh, for, for a whole month uh, at the time. Andy Duplessis is our guest, forwards, uh, Food Forward South Africa Managing Director. It is our everyday hero slot, 10.30 on a Thursday. We look at organizations that are doing absolutely stunning work. And despite the need growing exponentially by the sounds of things, you are saying there is a very simple solution. If you consistently said it, we need to think more about the food that we're wasting. We're wasting too much food in this particular country and indeed the world food uh, that can be used to alleviate hunger. Absolutely. And uh, I, I find this completely ironic in a country such as ours. We are one of the most biodiverse countries in the world. We have uh, one of the largest networks of, of agriculture in the world. Uh, we've got 48,000 commercial farmers operating in South Africa. We have over 200,000 small scale farmers in South Africa. We export a large percentage of our goods, and um, we've just got a forecast last week that by 2024, our exports uh, will reach over 16 billion rand. So that's other countries benefiting from what's grown in South Africa. And yet, 27% of our children in South Africa are stunted. In other words, they, they are not, they don't have the right height for their age. And um, because of that, they have developmental issues as well. And so they don't perform well in school because they don't get the proper access to nutrition. So all our good food is being is being exported. Meanwhile, 30% nearly of our children are food uh, are, are malnourished. And, and, and more and more we are seeing reports, and your, your radio station has highlighted reports of children that are so desperate they are eating anything. So they're going to spas, local spas shops, 
buying expired stuff, buying food that they don't even know what the dates are, eating that, getting ill. Many have died, and we are going to see more and more of these cases coming up. Um, in the rural Eastern Cape, uh, so many children have died there, and when, when, when we approach government to say, we want to help you, the health department there, we want to help you, please help us assess the needs amongst communities there. All they say to us, give us the food, and we will make sure they get fed. So, um, you know, in South Africa, it's a, it's a contradiction. There is enough food. The food system, and, and many people are saying there needs to be transformation of the food system. Our view is the food system is quite complex. It's quite organized. Yes, it is vast. But the people management across the food system need to change. People are still, sorry, you want now, I'm, I'm trying to understand the correlation between wasted food, where my question was at, and you're talking about 16 billion rand in foreign revenue achieved by our agricultural kind kind of sector. We know grain prices, maize prices are, de, uh, are determined in, in, in New York. Are you saying there's, there's that reform that is also necessary? Absolutely. Uh, without a doubt. I do think, I think, you know, to force to remain competitive and for the RAND that's been taking a beating over the last year or so to be able to, to, to compete uh, 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 in, the, in the open market as an emerging country, it's quite difficult and exports are needed because we need the foreign direct investment and we need uh, the, the foreign capital uh, uh, in, into, our, into our fiscus. So that we completely understand. But the, the, let's take maize. You raised maize for an example. In the last three years, we've had a bumper crop of maize. And in fact, this year will be even better than the previous three years. But the problem is Zimbabwe has also had a good crop of maize, so they're not going to import all the maize that they needed over the last few years because they, they can stick to themselves. That means we have a surplus of maize in our country, and what's happening is instead of that maize being donated, a lot of those producers are dumping that stock because they don't want to influence the formal economy uh, where pricing is, is manipulated and prices are brought down. So those goods are being dumped. In, in manufacturers are where they overproduce and the, the, the retailers are not purchasing enough because of whatever dynamics take place, supply chain dynamics, those goods are being dumped at the moment not to influence prices. And we are saying we understand the supply chain dynamics. We understand that there are surpluses throughout the food value chain from farm to fork. And all we need to do is the people management across the food system. We need to make sure that we identify that surplus food timelessly. And instead of paying huge amounts, billions of rands, to dump that food, which has an enormous impact on our environment, we are saying let's work together so that we can recover that food timelessly, so that yeah. we can address the problem of food insecurity at scale. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hornet's nest potentially as well. And I want to touch on that. But somebody writes, and does South Africa have that strange thing like other countries do where tons of produce is thrown away because it does not, uh, it, it does not have the right shape? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Specification requirements are a huge reason why there's so much food loss and waste across our food system. So 27% of our, of our 10 million tons that's lost or wasted every year, 27% comes from on-farm uh, food uh, that's, uh, that's harvested but not meet the, does not meet the specifications, and a further uh, amount of money on the producers and the pack houses. So not only are they 
funny shape, but they've got maybe small blemishes on them. Um, and, and, and because of that, that food is rejected in the yeah. sorting. So, so, uh, food, that's the issue. so food cannot be subject to free market principles on its own. That's what you're saying fundamentally. And some people will take issue with you. But I'm in complete agreement with you. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, there's, there's a moral responsibility that we have as well. Uh, our eyes can't be too big for our stomachs. And there's a lot of that as well, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think this is this is the major issue. Uh, you know, in South Africa, because people are so so desperate and and our economy is so reliant on on consumerism, um, you know, a lot of a lot of manufacturers can 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 gain the lion's share. They can increase increase prices. They can manipulate prices. And all we're saying is, the formal economy will continue should continue to operate. You know, food should manufacturers should produce food, retailers should sell food. That's fine, but where food is surplus in the economy and nobody's going to take it don't dump it onward don't dump it don't dump it donate that food to no organizations like food food we'll come and collect it from your doorstep at your manufacturing plant at your distribution center we'll come and collect that Mm. food we have the infrastructure ah yeah and there's a tax break that you offer as well i'm sure Absolutely. So we are we are able to offer tax certificates. So again, there's an incentive for you not to dump. You know, with with ESG growing and reporting of ESG amongst corporates growing, people that that report on ESG need now to be more transparent. They need to relook at what their waste profiles look like and see where along their waste streams they can identify and reduce that waste that going into the environment, costing them money, and rather donating that food which saves them money and and will will. Prove their bottom line, and yet take the moral obligation. We can do good with that food that is donated. My guest, Ali Duplessis, Food Forward South Africa Managing Director. But in order for you to deliver a million meals a day to hungry South African stomachs, most of them kids, there must be a buy-in into the ethos that you are representing. There must be huge support. I'm not saying enough support. I'm saying there can never be enough support for this. But there must be organisations that share your values. Absolutely, and that, that's, that's what allows us to keep our model going. So we, we, we work with farmers directly, and we work with farmers through One Farm Share, which is a brilliant initiative that uh, is a public benefit organization that raises funds in order to support farmers that where they can buy their produce where they don't have market access or where their goods are blemished and it won't be taken up in the market. Um, so we get produce from them as well, as well as retailers like Pick and Pay, Spa, Food Lovers Market, um, uh, they support us, MassMart as well, huge support from them. And, of course, manufacturers like Tiger Brands, Nestle, um, uh, Kellogg's, all those manufacturers, those multinational corporations, they support our work I'm, and they've I'm, bought into this vision. I, I, and I'm happy for that. I'm running out of time. I want to squeeze in as much as possible. Let's play that 25-second voice note, Joe. Good morning. Um, I just uh, listening to your program of, of dumping um, uh, second grade fruit i was so pleasantly surprised in pick and pay the other day um rosemead avenue claremont um the oranges are slightly blemished and been sold at much cheaper rates i was very happy to buy a pocket of oranges with slight blemishes good for you maura claremont yeah andy um you want to comment on that Absolutely, and we will encourage that. Um, Woolworths does the same with some of their stock where end of day they put them uh, 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 at cheaper prices for some of the goods that are close to expiry. We encourage that because it will reduce waste in the long run. But in spite of that, there's still 10 million tons of food that's lost or wasted across the food value chain.
Yeah. Are more people coming into into your in, in into your what is the word? Uh, into the fold. Into your fold. Yes. Into your ecosystem. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We, we, we are finding that the more people hear about the benefits of them donating instead of dumping because they immediately save on their bottom line. Um, they, they are able to do that um, in spite of the fact that, you see, one of the concerns is around food safety and their brand being, uh, um, um, being tarnished if they were to donate food and somebody gets ill. But Food for SA has existed for over 15 years. We have not had one single issue around people getting ill with food, um, and keep in mind that the, uh, your caller said that it's second grade food. We are not talking about second grade food. We are talking about first grade food that has long ex- ex- uh, shelf lives, like three months and six lives, yeah. six months. And that's the food that's also being dumped. And I don't we, think consumers gonna, we realize need, that. We need, we're going to need to wrap it. But that is such an important mission that Andy Duplessis and his team at Food Forward South Africa has been on. That very story that we had earlier this week about expired goods that can be put to good use because they are perfectly okay for consumption um thank you that is what this conversation was about google food forward south africa consciously actively